sure you can do better than that. Clap your hands, somebody give him praise. Give him glory. Your thanksgiving is a part of your worship. Your thanksgiving is a part of your praise. Your thanksgiving is part of your adoration to him. Come on, if you are clapping your hands for Jesus, clap it well. Give him glory. Give him glory. Give him glory. Hallelujah. 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 And let's appreciate the power for that wonderful ministration. Put your hands together for, her, for them. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Can somebody help me? Let's sing this song. A child to keep my heart. A God to glorify. church say amen God bless you put your hands together take your seats I'm gonna I'm gonna teach briefly and then we would be doing some praying this morning amen are you here or you are eating fried rice at home I said amen uh, tell somebody don't go anywhere we are here Tell them somebody, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. Some of you, you are very, very wonderful people. You can be here and be in the house at the same time. And you can be smelling your wife's soup even when you are in church. Amen. But last week I introduced this book to us. Um, I hear it's 25 Ghana cities. And I want you to buy it. Even if you can't read buy it and let your children read it when they finish reading it ask them what did you read in it if you can read also buy the book read it and let your children also read it is that okay yeah when you finish tell them what you have learned and let them also tell you what they have learned is that a good idea all right but last week we started talking about um, hunting savage wolves I introduced a subject and I dealt more on the issue of order um, it is interesting but we spoke about Numbers chapter 11 please pay attention because I'm not going to emphasize too many things I'm just going to go straight to the point so that we can pray 
Numbers chapter 11, verse 16 and 17, where God said to Moses, that gather unto me 70 elders of Israel, whom you know to be leaders of the people, and I will come down and speak with you, and then I will take the spirit which is upon you, and I will place it on the 70, so that they bear the burden with you. We concluded that as long as Moses was in tune with God, and the 70 leaders were working in sync with Moses, and the rest of the congregation were also obeying and following after the leaders, they, was good, they were bound to reach their destination. We also said, among other things, that unity is key if God is going to do any meaningful thing in our lives as individuals, as a family, and as a church. Please turn off your phones or put your phones on silent anytime you come to church. I beg you, put it on silent. Is that okay? All right. Now, we mentioned that order is order and loyalty is very, very important if God is going to do anything in our lives. Order and loyalty. These two things are key. We looked at Mark chapter 6, verse 35, where Jesus multiplied bread for 5,000 men minus women and children and then we looked at the process of the multiplication one major thing jesus did was that he made the people to sit down in groups in other words he created order before the bread could multiply he created order without order when god multiplies us he will only multiply our confusion and our chaos and then we also gave one or two examples or one example actually of this loyalty and we looked at Miriam I think that was in the second service all right but then we looked at the life of Miriam in Numbers chapter 12 now I did explain that Miriam was the elder of the elder sister of Moses in fact it was Miriam who guided Pharaoh's daughter to take Moses from the river Nile it was Miriam who recommended that she knew a nursing mother who could help take care or breastfeed the boy it was Miriam who went to call Moses's mother and through that the boy was breastfed now so Miriam obviously felt she had some divine right by some means to correct Moses and to speak anyhow to him and Miriam had forgotten that Moses was God's anointed because of Miriam's attitude it did happen that she became leprous Quata Miriam she became leprous and because of that leprosy the whole congregation of Israel all the people could not continue that journey for seven days for seven days they were stuck in one position because one person amongst them had broken a rule is somebody understanding what i'm saying and what i said was that and i'm saying this morning that when there is disloyalty in a congregation progress does not come when there is disloyalty in a family you don't make progress that is why it is always good that we maintain peace in our homes 
peace in your workplace and peace in the church psalm 133 verse 1 how good and beautiful is it for brethren to dwell together in unity it is like the dew of hermon upon mount zion it is like precious ointment upon the head of aaron that flows through his beard and then runs down to the skirts of his garment for it is there the lord commands his blessings even life forevermore so when miriam became disloyal leprosy attacked her and many christians in the church today are suffering from leprosy there are lots of christians who have spiritual leprosy spiritual leprosy because you have touched a holy thing spiritual leprosy because you have spoken things you shouldn't have spoken about against god's servant spiritual leprosy because you have criticized without even understanding spiritual leprosy because you have touched you see when the bible says that touch not my anointed what he's simply saying is that the thing on the man is holy so don't touch that thing you can disagree sometimes you can have a different opinion from what is done in a group but it does not give you the right to rebel and to criticize are you understanding what i'm saying so you can you can disagree with maybe the way bishop did something or says and then you can talk about it that oh bishop i think that this is but for you to say that who does he think he is and that's what miriam did miriam said moses who do you think you are are you the only prophet why because the people were also calling miriam a prophetess and god came down and said that if there is any prophet amongst you god says if there is it means that he's not even aware there are prophets god said if there is any prophet amongst you i the lord i speak to them in dreams and visions but as for my servant moses i speak to him face to face like a man who speak to his friend god is interested in leadership anytime in your private place you raise accusations against leadership you are bringing your own life down anytime in your bedroom nobody may see it nobody may hear it but you may be criticizing accusing saying things anytime you do those things remember spiritual leprosy easily comes upon your life is somebody understanding what i'm talking about is somebody understanding what i'm talking about there are a lot of christians whose lives have stagnated they are not making progress their prayer is not heard nothing is happening nothing meaningful is happening in their lives simply because they are speaking and they are imagining vain things and god is not happy with it amen there are, and as we go on in the course of the weeks i'll show you there are things you don't even say with your mouth but god can hold it against you there are things you probably just imagine in your heart when you look at isaiah chapter 14 oh we'll get the one of it but just write it down isaiah chapter 14 it talks about what i call the five i wills it talks about how satan was cast down from heaven how are thou cast down from heaven oh lucifer son of the morning for you said in thy heart that i will ascend above the mosai i will do this you said in your heart he did not say it with his mouth the cause of lucifer's downfall was not the things he said with his mouth but the things he said in his heart am i talking to somebody this morning and you can never receive from a man of god you criticize you can never receive from a man of god you speak against wife your husband can never be a blessing to you if you are always criticizing your husband you don't see anything good in your husband if you are a child here and you disrespect your parents you are going nowhere to happen 
the Bible says that honor your father and your mother. For this is right. And it says that it, this is the first commandment with a blessing. It says that it shall be well with you, that you will live long. So when you dishonor, when you dishonor, your life is cut short. There are children today who are leprous spiritually. There are wives today who are leprous today. Maybe you have money more than your husband. And you think that by some divine right, you can speak to your husband anyhow. Because somebody told you on radio that there is gender equality. Hear me, child of God. Before God, we are all equal. However, God respects leadership. God says that the man is the head of the house. Period. Whether your gender equality or gender Beijing conference or whatever it is, the Bible says that the man is the head of the house. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Am I talking to somebody this morning? Maybe you may have masters and maybe you have a PhD and your husband does not have a SS certificate. He's still the husband, man of the house. Am I talking to you somebody? Maybe you come to church and then you see some of the pastors and you think that oh, this pastor is a small boy. I know better than this one. I, my cell leader. And then I was even in the church because that was Miriam's problem. Miriam's problem was that ah, number one, Moses, I'm older than you. Number two, Moses, if not for me, you would be dead by now. Number three, Moses. In fact, it is me who have been giving all the songs that we sing. In fact, when you go through the book, the Bible, there are songs that Miriam composed. And so, Miriam believed that somehow, she was also a woman of God. And said, so, Moses, who do you think you are? No way. Touch not. Somebody say a big amen. Oh, let me hear somebody say amen. So, in the church, when we encourage criticisms, murmuring, and we encourage the spirit of Moses, you make all of us stuck and we don't move forward. Because of one person, Miriam, the whole congregation of Israel never made progress. They didn't go forward one day. Why? Because of one person, Miriam. So sometimes in the department, don't be the Miriam in the department. Can I hear somebody say amen? Don't be, the, I said don't be what? In the department. Yeah, he said, oh, eh, by you, when did they make you a cell leader? When did they make you a departmental leader? Don't you know I have been in this department even from circle? You, you just came recently and you are the leader. And you're a small boy or small girl, you are the leader. So you are trying to tell us what to do. Please, don't be the Miriam in the department. Yes, you were there. You've been here all this while. Thank God for your faithfulness. But still, God decided that at such a time as this, this person should be the leader. Give the person your support and all of us will move into our promised land. The second person I want to talk about quickly or the second example is the example of Korah. You can see this in chapter I think in chapter 3 or so but page 99 I think page 99 in this book. You can find it there. Now, Numbers chapter 16 verses 1 and 3. Quickly, Numbers 16 verses 1 and 3 talks about a man Korah. Somebody say Korah. Let me hear your voice. Please say Korah. The meaning of the name Korah means bald. So, Sakura. It means Sakura. So, Korah, Sakura. I'm sure part of him comes from Ghana. <laughs> the Bible says, Now, Korah, the son of Iza, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, the, with Datan. So, take note, Korah was a Levite. In fact, Korah and Moses came from the same nuclear family. 
if you study genealogies, you notice that Korah and Miriam, uh, sorry, Korah and Moses were the same from the same family. In fact, Korah, apart from being from the same family, he was also a leader of a tribe within the family, within the larger family. He was a leader of one particular tribe. So Korah was not an ordinary person. He was a leader. And let me say this. Most of the times, the problems that happens in churches don't come from ordinary people, but mostly from leadership. Gifted people. Perez Chapel as an organization. Our problems don't come from ordinary church members. It comes from we pastors. Hello? Oh, are you still with me this morning? Yeah. It comes from we pastors and people who are in authority and things like that. Because if somebody around just comes and says, oh, have you heard Bishop Aginasari have done this? The person is ordinary person. You treat it as a rumor, isn't it? But if you get somebody like a, in the form of a bishop, a reverend minister coming to say that, hey, Bishop Aginasari, you say, hey, then immediately you give it weight. Are you getting what I'm talking about? So, that is where the problem is. Listen to me. Everybody here, God is raising you to another level. But before you get there, there are some things you must be vaccinated against. Say, Lord, vaccinate me. Yeah. This is vaccination against COVID. Cora. <laughs> so, the son of Levi with Dathan and Abiram. So these were the people he was moving with. Sons of Eliab. And on the son of Pelet. Sons of Reuben. Took men. And they rose up before Moses. With some of the children of Israel. 250 leaders of the congregation. Representatives of the congregation. So they, they were able to gather 250 leaders. And the Bible says they rose up against Moses. Alright? The Bible says representatives of the congregation, men of renown. So these were not ordinary people. And that's what I was talking about. Verse 3. They gathered together against Moses and Aaron and said to them, you take too much upon yourselves for all the congregation is holy. Every one of them. And the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? <laughs> so these people, Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, they gathered and they had an idea. That look, when you pass here, Moses. You pass there, Moses. You go there, Moses. Everybody is calling Moses, Moses. Why? Are they the only people amongst us? And then they were able to gather 250 leaders. And then the Bible says they came to Moses and Aaron. They came They didn't just talk. They actually came to face them and said, look, all the congregation members are holy. Are you the only people amongst us? Why? You've taken everything upon yourselves. You just a few of you. Why? You are taking all the shine. You are taking all the glory. Eh? You are not making us to be seen. Why? All of us here, we are holy people. Are you the one to determine whether you are holy or not? <laughs> Am I talking to somebody this morning? And he said, no, 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 Moses. What you are doing is wrong. In fact, you must allow us to allow us to also shake body, flex muscles more. <laughs> but I'll tell you what happened. Go to verse 12. Verse 12. Number 16, verse 12. Let's jump quickly to verse 12. The Bible says, And Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, but they said, We will not come. Somebody say, Imba. 
said, Moses. So at this point, their rebellion was gathering momentum among the congregation. So Moses said, look, you know something? Come, let's sit down and talk. What is the problem? Then the people said, Moses, we will not come. Verse 13. Is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of the land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness? So now they were referring to Egypt as a land flowing with milk and honey. In other words, Moses, before you came, we were better off. In fact, things were better. Hmm? That you should be acting like a prince over us. He said, Moses, you are... <laughs> Listen. Rebellion is like madness. He said, Moses, you are now behaving like a prince before us. Meanwhile, they have forgotten that Moses did not even want to show up in Egypt. Do you remember? Moses was hiding. He, he was okay with the sheep. It was God who called him and said, that, Moses, come, let me send you. Listen, when you see any leader of a sort, one of the things they fear the most is to stand before people. Sometimes when I say it, people laugh. One of the things I fear the most is to come here and stand here on Sunday morning. I, sometimes I can't sleep. Yeah. My wife will tell you, the whole night, I've not slept. Do you know why? It's fear. Yeah. And sometimes I'm just, sometimes when I'm praying, my prayers are God. When I stand there, don't let them see me. Let only Jesus be seen. No, I'm serious. Because it is not, it is not fun. It is not, it is not, <laughs> you know, it is not showbiz. Are you understanding? That you come and stand here. Sometimes, before I come, I'm wondering, hey, so this sermon I'm going to preach, will it even, will they even understand it? Will it even make an impact? And just when I, you know, and you are tensed up. And sometimes I come in the office and usually those who come around me Sunday mornings, most of the time Sunday mornings, I don't even like talking to people. I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, and, and you come and, and somebody's thinking that eh, you are behaving like a prince amongst us. But I'll show you quickly what God did. Because of time, I, we are going to pray. Amen? Yeah. Verse 14. Moreover, you have not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey, nor given us inheritance of fields and vineyards. You, will you put out the eyes of these men? We will not come up. So now they were giving him reasons why we will not come. I said, one, you are behaving like a prince. Number two, Moses. You, you say you are bringing us to a land of milk and honey. You have not taken us to any land. We are here in the wilderness. And you have not even given us lands. You have not divided lands for us. You see what these leaders were thinking about. Sometimes when you see a person God is using, you don't understand why. And that is why you don't need to criticize any man of God. Can I hear somebody say amen? Oh, I don't like your amen. Your, your amen, your amen is as if you have something against me. <laughs> yeah. But whilst Moses was thinking of how God would take the people to where he has promised, these people were thinking of lands and fields. I mean, I don't remember the last time and, and let, let me say this. It may help somebody. When you meet men of God, most of the times when you see us praying one hour, three hours, five hours, seven hours, twelve hours, we are not praying for ourselves and our wives. We are praying that God have mercy on your people. And that was Moses' cry. I've had the opportunity of praying with the presiding bishop most of the times. A lot of times. And sometimes we can pray for days and there is no single mention of us 
or we or I. Mm -mm. It is the people, the people, the people. Such a man, you don't raise a finger against him. Because when you do, you attract God's eternal judgment. Are you getting what I'm talking about? There is a wind blowing in Ghana. It is a wind of dishonor and a wind of disrespect. Where every Tom, Dick and Harry sits on radio and curses men of God, insults men of God. But listen to me. It may not have happened, but judgment will come very soon. You didn't hear. Why? Are, are, you, are, are you an accomplice? I said judgment will come very soon. Yeah. It may not have happened. And you may look as if oh, you are succeeding because at this point, Korah, Detan, and Abraham, their company was growing. Now they were becoming, for the fact that Moses would call them for a meeting, it means that now they have become a faction. That is a recognized number. First of all, to have 250 leaders, it's not a joke. Don't forget, Satan with his tail drew one third of the angels to the earth. That's another thing, will come there one of the days. So, it means that these guys have become very powerful. And, 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 <laughs> let, let, let me read, let me read, let me read, let me read. All right, quickly. Verse 15. Then Moses was very angry and said to the Lord, do, do not respect their offerings. When Moses was angry, listen to his prayer. He says, Lord, don't respect their offerings. I have not taken one donkey from them. Nor have I hurt one of them. And Moses said to Korah, Tomorrow you and your company will represent before the Lord. And it's another thing. So you continue to read. It is a very, very interesting passage. You need to read. And this is why I want your children to read some of these books. So that as they grow up, some of our children go to schools when their teachers tell them that, don't mind them. Church people, they are thieves. So a lot of children are growing up with a certain perception that when they see a man of God, instead of respecting the man of God, they see him as an arm robber in color. Yeah. There are people who, when they see a pastor wear a new suit, they get angry. Moses said, I have not taken your donkey. When there are church members. There are church members who, when they see a man of God, in fact, it is so bad that nowadays, when a man of God even gets a breakthrough, he can't give a testimony. Because the people say, hey, 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 hey. and listen, we must teach our children that the same God who blessed you can also bless the man of God. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is somebody hearing me today? So Moses got angry and said, God don't respect their offense. God has a way of dealing with rebellion. God places lots of emphasis and priority on leadership. Sometimes, when you touch people, God can forgive you. But when you touch God's servant, and you touch God's church, when you touch the church, I say, when you touch what? Uh-uh. I say, when you touch what? I can't hear you. I say, when you touch what? Somebody said, the church. The reason is because the church, the Bible says, is the bride of Christ. Christo Yere. That is the, that, that is the bride of Christ. He died and purchased the church with his blood. So attacking the church, it is a direct attack on God. And it is an attempt to make the death of Jesus useless and of none effect. So when you touch leadership, because you see, the Bible says that I will give them shepherds 
It is not the people, it is not the people who made themselves shepherds. He says, I will give them shepherds after my own heart. Are you understand what I'm saying? And the Bible says that strike the shepherd and the sheep will what? Come on, talk to me. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will what? Scatter. So any attack on leadership is an attack on the church. He said, But Bishop, there are false ones too. Who are you to judge another man's servant? He says, Allow them to grow together. Huh? On the day, he will separate the wheat from the tars. But it is not in your place, dear brother. It is not in your place, dear sister. It is never in your place to become a Korah to decide <laughs> what should be done. Can I hear somebody say amen? Are you still with me this morning? Am I boring you? Are you sure? I'm teaching this and I'm teaching it the way I'm teaching it because I believe strongly that God is taking you somewhere. I said God is taking you somewhere. I'm belie- I believe strongly that by the end of this year, some of you, you will move from darkness into light. From nobody to become somebody. From zero to become a hero. And none of these things should become an impediment in your way. When the time comes when God has to bless you, there should not be any accusation against you that look at this guy who was a Korah. Look at this guy who was a Miriam. No. No accusation will be brought against you. And if there was any accusation against you in the past, may the blood of Jesus Christ wash away every accusation in the name of Jesus. Somebody clap your hands and say amen. So, quickly, rebellion against leadership of any level is not tolerated by God so when you rebel against your cell leader rebel against your head of department rebel against your pastor or rebel against any of the pastors or to rebel against the presiding bishop it is not acceptable by God it cannot be acceptable by the church somebody say amen disloyalty manifests with pride so you see the pride and arrogance at a certain point people begin to feel like I know Oh yes, I know it already. Oh yes, I know. They may not say I am proud because the last person to know he or she is proud is the person who is proud. Is it true? Uh, church! Is it true? The last person to know he or she is proud is who? The person who is proud. Uh, me, I'm not proud. Me, I take criticisms. Meanwhile, he's arguing. arguing. Alright? But the story of Korah is demonstrated with serious pride. Number one, Korah answers back to leadership. So take note of these things. When you see these things, you must begin to check yourself. It is a manifestation of Korah. Number one, answering back to leadership. When you can, when you have the guts to talk back. General rudeness. Refusing to come when you are called. Feeling indispensable. Mocking and laughing at leaders. Feeling that I am better and well placed than my leader. Constant criticisms. All these are marks of the spirit of Korah. Finally, how did they end? For the first time in the history of the world, it got to a point. Moses prayed and said, when you read down, 15 downwards, 16 going. Moses prayed a prayer and said, God, if you let these people die an ordinary death, then you are not God. 
And the Bible says, God caused the earth to open. The earth opened. Somebody say open. The earth opened. And all the rebels, Korah, Datan, and Abiram, and there are 250 people together with their wives. And listen carefully. Together with their wives, their children, and their animals and everything went down and God closed the earth. They were buried alive. That is how God leads with leadership. Is somebody here with me this morning? Come on, talk to me. Is somebody here with me this morning? So there are people who are alive, but actually their lives are buried. May God have mercy on us in Jesus' name. Oh, I said, may God have mercy on us in the name of Jesus Christ. From today, may we live to please the Lord. May we live to serve God. May judgment be far away from our dwelling. And may judgment never come near us in any way in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody clap your hands and say a big amen. All right. So we are going to pray. We are going to pray. Can you please stand to your feet? The way you are making yourself... Is it the fasting that is making you like, like elastic? Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And what I've taught here does not only apply in the church. It applies in the family. It applies in the workplace. Is that okay? In the workplace, when they want to rebel, don't be, don't be used. Hmm? Don't, be, don't be the one they use you to rebel. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? When you work with somebody, honor them. One day, people will work under you. And if you sow that seed, you reap it. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But we are going to pray some prayers this morning. On Wednesday, I mentioned something about how to cast out demons and how to give a command to spirits. But because of time, we are just going to go straight into prayer. Lift up your right hand with me. And say, in the name of Jesus. Say it well. Say, in the name of Jesus. Any demon. Any demon. Persons without body. Persons without bodies. Sent against my life. Sent against my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I command you now. I command you now. Leave my life. Leave my life. And leave my family. And leave my family. In the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to pray right now. Open your mouth and pray. Persons without bodies sent to torment my life. Man, open your mouth and pray. Leave my body. Open your mouth and pray. In the name of Jesus. Are you praying? Lift up your voice and pray. Yes, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every demonic entity. 
every satanic entity assigned against my life I rebuke you in the name of Jesus I command your power to be broken I command you out of my life I command you out of my family in the name of Jesus take your hands off now by the power of the Holy Spirit by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus we rebuke you by the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus name lift up your hands and say in the name of Jesus any spirit of heaviness sitting on my life depressing my life oppressing my life this morning I command you this morning I command you out in the name of Jesus open your mouth and command them out right now yes are you giving a command lift up your voice and pray in the name of Jesus every demon of oppression the spirit of heaviness the spirit of heaviness the spirit of heaviness the spirit of heaviness yes in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus command it out now Jesus name I wanted to pray this prayer again there are people you are always depressed you can't even laugh you can't even smile you always feel heavy it is like always there is something wrong with you there are some of you, even your facial expression is changing because there is always something that is sitting on you. You feel heavy, you feel depressed, you feel worried, you feel unhappy. Isaiah chapter 60, I think verse 3, it talks about the spirit, the garment of joy for the spirit of heaviness. So heaviness and depression is a spirit. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Come on, talk to me. I said, it, do you understand what I'm talking about? Heaviness is a spirit one of the signs that one believes that God will move in his life is the spirit of joy this morning every spirit of heaviness depression and the spirit of worry the spirit of anxiety the spirit of frustration you are commanding it out of your life say in the name of Jesus the spirit of heaviness the spirit of worry I can't hear you say the spirit of worry the spirit of depression in the name of Jesus come out now in the name of Jesus open your mouth and pray right now In the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the power of the Holy Ghost, according to Isaiah 61, 
verse 3 the garment of praise the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness in the name of Jesus every spirit of heaviness every spirit of depression every spirit of oppression in the name of Jesus I command you out I command you out in the name of Jesus, Kabalu Shada Baya, Librandu Shada Baya, Mako Shada Baya, Libranda Baya, Maya Dada Dada, Labada Baya, Libranda Baya, Likada Baya, Labok Shada Baya, Rabada Baya. Yes, in the name of Jesus, the spirit of heaviness, the spirit of depression, the spirit of oppression. The spirit of anxiety, the spirit of worry, the spirit of worry, command it out in Jesus' name. We are going to pray another prayer. We are going to pray the same prayer before we pray another prayer. But listen, I told you on Wednesday when you are praying and let's say you are giving command to an evil spirit, first of all, demons and spirits. They are persons without body. Is that okay? Somebody say a spirit is a person without body. So, but it's a person. It's a personality just that it doesn't have flesh. That is why when you have spiritual eyes, you can see spirits. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Now, when you are speaking or you are praying against an evil spirit, you must have that in mind. And then by that, Jesus said that you shall say, or whatever you shall say shall happen. You command it out. So, that demon, one, one of these days, I'll be talking, maybe before the 28 days is over, one of the days, I'll talk on demons. Because some of you, the argument about whether a Christian can be oppressed, or the, a Christian can be possessed, and things like that, that is not for today. But there are demons, and their purpose is to make sure that you are frustrated, you are anxious, you are depressed, you are oppressed. So, every day, you are sad. You, in the whole week, sometimes you are happy for only five minutes. You smile genuinely from your heart for just five minutes. The rest of the period, this problem here, that problem there, you are depressed. And listen to me depression casts out the Spirit of God. It will make the Spirit of God not dwell in you. Amen? Isaiah 61, verse 3. It says, The Spirit, the garment of praise for the Spirit of heaviness. This morning, any spirit of heaviness, the spirit of depression, the spirit of worry and anxiety. You are commanding it out in the name of Jesus Christ. Say in the name of Jesus. I command you out. Say I command you out. I command you out. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray right now. Yes, I command you out. The spirit of heaviness, the spirit of heaviness. Yes, 
in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Anything that causes anxiety, anything that causes depression, anything that causes worry, anything that causes panic, anything that causes fear. Mato Shanda Baya, Liparada Baya, Liparada Baya, Rapa Shanda Baya, Kada Baya, Lipada Dada, Lava Shanda Baya, Rapada Baya, Mako Shanti Balada Baya, Rapada Baya, Matibo Shanti Baya, Rapada Baya, Mako Shanti Balada Baya, yes, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Yes, break your home, 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 in the name of Jesus Christ, Makada Baya, Libranda Baya, Mayo Shanda Baya, Rapada Baya, Rato Shandika Panada Baya, Makada Dada Yes, in the name of Jesus, 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 out, out of my home, out of my family, out, out of my family, out of my destiny, out, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost. Every spirit of depression, we command it out in the name of Jesus. Amen. Say a better amen. Every spirit of anxiety, I command you out in the name of Jesus. Amen. The spirit of heaviness, the spirit of heaviness, your power is broken. Amen. I said your power is broken. Amen. I said your power is broken. Amen. Come out. out. Come out. out. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Somebody clap and shout amen. Amen. 2 Timothy 1.7 2 Timothy 1.7 God has not given us the spirit of so it is God who calls it you see the Bible calls it it is a spirit. So when I talk about heaviness, the Bible describes as a spirit. So heaviness is not just a feeling. It is a, it is a feeling that is empowered by a spirit. Are you understand what I'm saying? Fear is not just a thing. No. Fear is a spirit. And the opposite of faith is fear. The opposite of faith is fear. Are you understand what I'm saying? This 28 days, your faith will not fail. Amen. I said, your faith will not fail. Amen. Fear anything that fought your faith. That thing is broken this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. Somebody say, fear. Fear. You are out. You are out. Listen, and I want you to pray this prayer very well. Command it as you command a personality. Command it as you command a personality. Out. By faith, and it will happen. Can I hear somebody say amen? Amen. The reason why you must learn to deal with the spirit of fear is because in the book of Job, the Bible says that Job said, the things I feared were the things that happened to me. 
So most likely, the things you fear are the things that happen to you. So all this while, Job had a spirit of fear that one day my children will die. One day, I will lose my money. One day, I will become sick. One day, my wife will leave me. So once he had a fear, because fear opens the door for more demons to enter. So once fear comes, he opens the door and then he invites the demon of sickness. Then the demon of poverty will come. Then the demon of depression will come. So fear is like a door opener. Are you getting what I'm saying? Just as faith, just as faith opens the door, once you have faith, the door is opened for healing comes. Once you have faith, he opens the door. Miracles come. Blessings come. When you have fear, he opens the door for all negative things to happen in your life. Some of you are afraid of tomorrow. You are afraid, how will my future be? You are afraid, how will my children become? You are afraid, hey, this sickness will kill me. You are afraid. Today, Jesus. the spirit of faith, the spirit of fear Jesus. is out. Amen. I said, the spirit of fear is out. Amen. Lift up your hand and say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every spirit of fear. Every spirit of fear. Right now. Right now. I command you. I command you. I command you. I command you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come out. Come out. Out of my life. Out of my life. Spirit of fear. Spirit of fear. Hear me. Hear me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I command you. I command you. Out. out. Open your mouth and pray. Spirit of fear. Out of my life. Out of my life. Out of my life. Spirit of fear. Out of my life. Out of my life. Spirit of fear. The spirit of fear. The spirit of fear. Out of my children. Out of the church. Out of my life. Out of my life. Out of my life. Out of my destiny. Out. Spirit of fear. Out of my family. Out of my children. Out of my wife. Out of the pastors. Out of the leaders. Every spirit of fear. We command you out. In the name of Jesus. We find the spirit of fear. We command you out. We command you out. We command you out. Spirit of fear. Your power is broken. 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 Spirit of fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of sickness. Fear of disease. Fear of premature death. Fear of anxiety. Fear of failure. In the name of Jesus. Spirit of fear. Come out. Spirit of fear. Come out. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands. Let me pray for you. Just agree with me. And with faith, you respond with an amen. In the name of Jesus. This morning, I stand here as a servant of the Lord. And I make a decree. That every demon of heaviness. Every demon of anxiety. Worry. Depression. In the name of Jesus. I command you, come out. Amen. Come out of the people of God. Amen. In the name of Jesus, every demon of fear, fear of death, fear of accidents, fear of failure, fear of premature death, fear of poverty, fear of sickness, fear of diabetes, fear of HIV, in the name of Jesus, 
I command you, foul spirit of fear, come out. Come out. Come out. I said, come out. Spirit of fear, come out. The Bible says that fear has torment. Any torment the spirit of fear came with, in the name of Jesus, I command it out of your life. I command that sickness out of your body. I command that problem out of your life. I command that challenge out of your life. Be set free now. In the name of Jesus Christ. The power of fear is broken. You are free from fear. We are free from fear. In the name of Jesus. Somebody clap your hands. Shout amen three times. Amen. Amen. You are never the same again. Sit down. We will continue very importantly tomorrow. Yeah. But let me read this testimony before we take our offering. I read it on, I think on Wednesday or Thursday. Very, very powerful. How many of you were here when um, brother uh, Kinsley, share this testimony. How many of you are here? Awesome testimony. You have to share it in the second service. Very powerful testimony. Very powerful testimony. Amen. Yes, this one says, we are blessed, Bishop, and I hope you are too. By the grace of God, we have been on our project, but since, um, but since last we, we have been stuck. That's what he's saying. So my husband and I, decided to put my car on sale to raise money for the roofing of the place and then he sends pictures of the car that was on sale and then the discussion with the dealer and then he says yesterday you made declaration of six people receiving unexpected financial blessings I received my portion because I don't joke with your declarations he says yesterday after church a good kind hearted person blessed me with money to roof my building if you are excited of this testimony your own testimony is next I said your own testimony is next and then this person adds a picture of the check and the amount is is big this one is not 5,000 or 10,000 or 20,000 or 30,000 or 40,000 it is a big amount of money any expectation you have by the end of the 28 days let it enter your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, say that amen like you're a believer. On the authority of this testimony that God has done, I am making a pronouncement for three people in this house. Before this week is over, oh, yeah, da, 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 da. I said before this week is over, I command strange doors to open for you. I said, let strange doors open for you. And I say it again. Let a strange door open in your life. Receive it in the name of Jesus. 
clap your hands and shout, I receive it. Receive my portion because I don't joke with your declarations. He says, yesterday after church, a good, kind-hearted person blessed me with money to roof my building. If you're excited of this testimony, your own testimony is next. I said, your own testimony is next. And then this person adds a picture of the check and the amount is is big this one is not 5,000 or 10,000 or 20,000 or 30,000 or 40,000 it is a big amount of money any expectation you have by the end of the 28 days let it enter your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, say that amen like you're a believer. On the authority of this testimony that God has done, I am making a pronouncement for three people in this house. Before this week is over, oh yeah, da, 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 da. I said before this week is over, I command strange doors to open for you. I said, let strange doors open for you. And I say it again. Let a strange door open in your life. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Clap your hands and shout, I receive it. Glory be to God. May God give you a reason to celebrate him this week. May trouble be far away from you. May accidents never come near your dwelling place. Anything that will cause a fire outbreak in your home, I cancel it in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare that nobody shall have any accident or hurt in your family. In the name of Jesus. This week, may your doors open. This week, may your doors open. May your opportunities not be denied you. Go in the blessings of the Lord. We will see you tomorrow. Healthier and stronger than you are today. In Jesus name. You are blessed. Amen. God bless you. I love you all. See you tomorrow.